Hello and welcome to another episode of Live Your Own Fit Podcast or Life Performance. And this is your host, Pete Jacobs. And today I'm excited to talk to you about carbohydrates. This is something that certainly wasn't on my plate at all for about a year, about a year ago uh, or more, probably two years ago actually. But it's been a fascinating journey and I'm finally at a place where I understand so much more about carbohydrates, how the body works, how the brain works, when does it matter? And that's what it will all come down to today is what is the problem that we are trying to solve? That is the first question to ask whenever you are thinking about what you need to do, what you need to change. Well, the first question to ask is, what problem am I trying to solve? I'm going to cover a few different uh, perspectives today that hopefully will help you solve your problem because this is a conversation I've been having with clients lately. It's coming up quite often. And I thought, well, I'm repeating myself quite often. I think I need to share this with everybody else. But if I don't cover your particular issue or if there's something in here that you don't fully understand, then do get in touch with me. You know, I'm open for 60 minutes and 90 minute consults if you just want a one-off session or if you want to work with me over a period of time, if you're starting from a much, much lower aerobic base, much poorer health, they are the same thing. And I will explain a little bit more about that in this podcast, but I love to help people sort through this and get this view on things where maybe for you, carbohydrates will have a place at certain times. And for others, I'm going to let you in and tell you that there is no place for carbohydrates for some of you for most of the time. If you're coming from a really low starting point of aerobic capacity and health, then I'm sorry to say cutting them out is going to be one of the key things, the many lifestyle factors that you need to change to get better health and fitness. The key points in today's topic is that carbohydrates are not essential. Carbohydrates replace more nutrient-dense foods. So instead of eating more nutrient-dense foods, you're eating carbohydrates which aren't as nutrient-dense. So as much as they are or are not a problem for some people, even if they're not a problem, they're still a second-grade source of food compared to more nutrient-dense foods. Carbohydrates can lower your aerobic energy production more than other macronutrients. Carbohydrates can increase perception of energy during exercise. So there we go. There's a pro. And carbohydrates can assist in performance through energy production during exercise. Another pro. So there can be a place during exercise where you will find a physical and mental benefit from having some carbohydrates. And I'm definitely going to get stuck into that later. And first, I'm going to tell you a bit of a couple of little funny anecdotes of people who have tried or felt like they did not want to have carbohydrates because either they were doing it out of spite or they were being a bit too dogmatic or they had a fear. And I put my hand up. I'm one of these stories. But first off, a story about somebody who wasn't me. But they were going into an Ironman out of spite for the opposition of people who say, you have to have carbohydrates all the time. 
And he was on the other side of the fence going, no, you never need carbohydrate. And even though I lean towards the side of never needing, and it's a scale, everything's a scale, but he was doing it out of spite. He was going to do an Ironman on absolutely no carbohydrates, and he did. And I've had previous people talk to me who've come on and joined and I've worked with who have done that prior to working with me as well. They've also done Ironmans on zero carbohydrates. What they did choose was not appealing. It was sort of boiled eggs or cheese or green tea, some things that are not beneficial necessarily for you during an Ironman. And that is, I will cover later on how carbohydrates can be beneficial purely from the enjoyment factor that you might get from the sweet taste compared to the taste of a boiled egg mid-Ironman. Anyway, so that was one. The person was doing it out of spite and they really were holding on really strongly to their beliefs and their being dogmatic about their approach to things. Anyway, we had some good discussions about that. The other person was also doing it out of fear. The fear of, I've reduced sugars, I'm feeling better. Now I don't want to put sugars in because it's going to upset my gut. And I also did this. So there's a couple of anecdotes here where racing out of fear of the impact that having some sugars during exercise may have on your health, be it in that minute or long term. And if you're exercising and having a minimal amount of carbohydrates, then I can safely say, There is no long-term damage that you're going to do to your gut microbiome or to your body in any way that is worth the end result being a better performance. The performance itself is not healthy. Going for an extended period of time, pushing yourself to these huge limits, giving yourself a huge amount of inflammation, that in itself is not optimal health. So Don't be worried about a small amount of carbohydrates or not, because that is not going to be the thing that changes your health at the end of that day. So I've also done it. Another reason that I've done it is out of experimentation. And this was around some half Ironmans that I did in 2018, very much trying to understand what is energy? Where does it come from? What helps boost energy? And in all my research that I've done, all the experimentation that I've done, and now how I understand the body, it's, it's so clear what helps energy. And the three, the, the main things are the nutrients that you have in your body. So the vitamins and minerals, so obviously electrolytes, but also the other minerals, iron, minerals, and vitamins like the B vitamins. We know that if you're very low in any of these things, you do feel fatigued. It's a key uh, symptom of being deficient in something is fatigue because it is affecting energy production as the end result. Another reason that happens is that you are not fully fat adapted and you don't have ketones produced well in your body. So if that happens and you then have low blood sugar, then your brain will freak out. So that's only if you're not fully fat adapted and keto adapted at some point so that you're able to use the ketones during a race if your blood sugar did happen to get low. The other reason that things that help is the perception of things that I touched on before, the perception of taste. So that's really interesting where you can use just a tiny little sip of sugar, chew a gummy bear, and that happiness, those happy hormones that you get, 
and the sense of being safe and calm and relaxed can help improve your performance and your efficiency. Another factor of energy production is the oxygen that getting into your cells. So that's a big one. And that comes into play with all the training that you've done, the way that you breathe, the things that you've eaten, what you've done in the previous days before the event. All of these things that affect aerobic capacity, short-term and long-term. The inflammation, these end results are that you have lowered oxygen getting through to the cells. So it's a really big topic. It's a really big idea that I'm not going to fully cover today, but it is something that I've just developed recently and I will get it out to you shortly. But for now, just take away the key point of getting better health and fitness is you want to be more aerobic more of the time. And when I say more aerobic, I'm talking about the aerobic environment in your cells where your mitochondria are to produce energy. The more oxygen you can use to produce energy, the better you will, the more energy will you, you will produce, the more efficiently you will produce it, and the better you will feel in health and fitness. Back to my key points. The first being carbohydrates are not essential. What that basically means is that you can live and feel amazing and have excellent energy all the time without carbohydrates. They are a non-essential nutrient. Your body can produce carbohydrates all the time at will through your liver and other processes. So the main point is that if you think that you are low in energy because you have not been eating enough carbohydrates, that is a complete fallacy. The only reason that you may feel low in energy without carbohydrates is if you have low blood sugar and are not fat and keto adapted. So you don't just need to be fat adapted, you need to be adapted to producing and using ketones to avoid feeling low energy because of low carbohydrates. So I guess that comes back to what problem we're trying to solve. Whereas the problem that you're getting tired in the afternoon, and so what's the, what's the problem? The problem is you're not producing energy efficiently, which means you are not getting good levels of oxygen through to your mitochondria. And if you are at a lower base starting point, and this is how it depends for everybody, it is different for everybody. It depends where you started and what problem you have. So don't forget that. We are solving a problem for somebody who is feeling tired in the afternoon. The problem is, therefore, that you have got a lower amount of oxygen getting through to your mitochondria, so your energy levels are dropping and it's feeling harder to operate. So imagine if you just exercised aerobically in the morning, then you ate a high-fat diet, then you maybe you were able to walk to work, you got some sunshine during lunchtime, you did a couple of breathing exercises, and then in the afternoon, you would no longer have that same low energy feeling. I can't go into the details right now of how all of those things relate to that end result of getting more oxygen through, but that is what the end result is, that more carbohydrates do not give you more energy. They give you more calories, which can be converted into energy. It can be converted into ATP, 
And technically, calories are energy. They are stored energy in one form, and then you convert it to a different form, to ATP, to make energy for your body to move and think and do things. But they are not, it's not just pouring in ATP into your body. There's a response there, and that response is what will actually cause lower oxygen levels later in the day. Anytime you have a change from homeostasis, which is basically when you are at a level point of no hormones, no hormones doing anything. So during aerobic exercise, your hormones aren't doing anything either. It's more catabolic. You're more aerobic because you are burning fat for fuel. There's an increased level of oxygen getting into the cells while you exercise, which is really good for you. And there's no detrimental hormonal input, which could be reducing the oxygen getting in. Train anaerobically, your body will have anaerobic environment of low oxygen in the cells and create more stress as a byproduct. And you'll also be doing more stress as a byproduct of the anaerobic ex exercise. So you end up, yes, later in the day, lower oxygen levels, it's harder to operate later in the day. And having sugar at that point will only make it more difficult. However, that brings me to another point on my list of key points. When sugar, when carbohydrates are useful, a pro of carbohydrates is the perception of energy that you can get from them. So yes, if you have a taste of something sweet, especially during exercise, when you're feeling down, you've been doing an endurance, a long event, you taste something sweet and straight away your taste buds and your brain say, ah, oh, I'm a bit safer now. I feel better. I'm, I'm more confident now. And all of those hormones, happy hormones, help you perform better. And yes, there might be a slight improvement in your blood sugar. If you're keto adapted, your blood sugars may have actually dropped quite a lot if you haven't been having carbohydrates up till that point. And having carbohydrates at that point may actually increase your blood sugars just a little bit to baseline levels. Nothing needed above that, really. And therefore, it goes straight into your muscles without the use of insulin. So when you're exercising, there's a back door for glucose to go into the muscles. So it's very low inflammatory. It's, it's non-inflammatory while you're exercising to be having some sugars. So that is when it's really good. You might get an actual performance benefit of the way that energy is being produced. And you may and you will definitely get a benefit from the perception of your environment. And you get that through the tastes, through your brain saying, I like this. And so the best thing that I've been recommending to people is just something, if you want to eat something, something super simple like a, a, a jelly baby, a, a jelly snake, some gummy bears, something that's really just sugar and gelatin. There's really nothing else to it to create any other need or inflammatory response. That would be the best. It's the most simple thing. You start chewing it, you start releasing enzymes in your mouth to help break down the sugars immediately, and then it goes into your gut. You absorb it quite quickly. Another option is to have a mild drink of sugars, so maybe over an hour. For some people who are going quite at a slower pace, that might be 15 grams of sugar an hour in a drink bottle. For other people going harder, they might prefer it being up around 50 grams an hour. The other key point is that carbohydrates are replacing more nutrient-dense food. So how do we produce energy? 
with good levels of electrolytes, good levels of other minerals such as iron, good levels of other nutrients and vitamins such as all the B vitamins. We all know that if you have a deficiency in any of these vitamins and minerals, that you will feel low energy. It's the one consistent symptom among all people who are not feeling well is low energy. What is low energy? Low energy is ATP not being produced efficiently because of a problem in the mitochondria. That problem is caused by low oxygen over extended periods or small amounts of less oxygen, but you are ending up each day a little bit lower than you started that day. So the more time you spend either being aerobic or less aerobic from where you started defines whether you're trending up or whether you're trending downwards, whether you're being more aerobic or whether you're being less aerobic over time. And that mitochondria are going to adapt every day to the environment that they're in. I read an interesting research article recently that actually said you will lose mitochondria in a low oxygen environment. So you might have 30 trillion, you might have 300 trillion. The numbers are hard to, to, to guess, but you have a lot of mitochondria. But imagine losing some of these that are there to help you produce ATP, which is your energy. So you have low energy because they've, been go they've gone. You literally don't have the engines to help produce energy anymore because they've been in a low oxygen environment for a longer period of time. And the ones that are left have adapted to burning sugars. They are glycolytic. So every problem comes back to that less oxygen your body adapts to it, and that is not a healthy state to be in. You will produce less energy less efficiently. So back to the point of this one, the key point was that carbohydrates replace minerals, vitamins, fats, and amino acids. Those are the building blocks of your cells. Those are where you get energy production. It's, those are the things that carry oxygen. Those are the things that send signals. Those are the things that create the chemical reactions that create energy. You are one giant walking chemistry lab where all of these reactions are going on inside your body constantly. And if you run out of one of these uh, chemicals, then your body can, for a while, substitute it with something else. Or it will start grabbing it from where it's stored, such as in your bones, such as other places, and it will become a deficiency over time or it will lead to another problem over time. Body's incredible the way it adapts, but it's not used to adapting in a over a lifetime. It can't sustain it forever. So the benefit of having a lower carbohydrate diet is that you end up eating more of the nutrient-dense foods that help energy production. You also end up spending less time being less aerobic because you're not influencing your blood sugars as much. High blood sugar, high insulin will drop the ability of your cells to be more aerobic. So it's very, very simple. There are so many benefits. Now, if you're an elite marathoner and you're training all the time and you're very aerobic, a huge amount of oxygen getting through to your cells all the time, and you've got no stress, you sleep really well, you train many, many hours aerobically every day, maybe you go into a short amount of high-intensity interval training 
and it's 15 minutes worth because that's how the elites train. They're not out there doing hours of high intensity interval training like people these days in their group uh, fitness classes. It's very measured and they often have really big rests in between the efforts. They're not trying to cram it all into a short space of time. So they recover really well afterwards because of their baseline of aerobic capacity. The oxygen getting into the cells helps everything recover, gets rid of the excess stress. They may eat carbohydrates as well, but it only dips their oxygen levels for you know, 15, 20 minutes. The response, because they are so insulin sensitive, because of this high aerobic capacity, is that it doesn't override what they are doing by the end of the day. By the end of the day, they have still improved their aerobic capacity by spending more of the time being aerobic than they have spent time being less aerobic, all relative to where they started that day. And the problem is, as, it, as that level drops, the aerobic capacity drops. If you're very unhealthy, you're starting at a very low point, doing the same workout, doing the same, uh, eating the same food as the elite marathoner you are going to have a huge, much, much longer period of being more anaerobic or less aerobic because you will not recover like that marathoner because you don't have the oxygen getting into your cells at that level that they do. You don't have as many mitochondria. Your mitochondria aren't as healthy. You don't have as many much hemoglobin to carry oxygen around. You don't have all of these benefits, you, your body is starting to have too many of the same chemical reactions that are reducing the ability for oxygen to go around, too much stress from many, many sources, reducing oxygen. So you can't eat the same as somebody else. That is the point. What problem are you trying to solve? And that all depends on where you're coming from. Now let's take a different approach. The problem is I get stomach cramps when I race and I vomit or I go to the toilet a lot and that really upsets my race. I'm not able to keep all the gels in my gut. Okay, so what's the problem? Problem is that you're trying to eat more carbohydrates than your stomach is willing to absorb in that stress state of a race. So how would we fix that problem? For some people, they think the problem is let's train our body to just take in more. Let's keep searching for a different magic pill, a different product that promise me, promises me that it won't upset my stomach, that I'll absorb more sugars, but I'll be able to have less of it. Well, that's, that's not the answer. That's just creating a different problem or hiding the problem for a short period of time. Maybe you get away with it for one race, the next race, it doesn't work out so well. The answer to the problem is, to train your body to need less of that stuff in your gut in the first place. Become more fat adapted. Have a healthier system, a more aerobic system, so your gut actually can work better. It functions better when you are more aerobic. So that is how there are so many issues with people's stomachs that also happen to not have a great race or feel fatigued on race day or do the race but then they feel really fatigued for a long time afterwards. They've pushed their body and on race day, they were already stressed. So by race day, their already gut is already not working as well because of the low oxygen state. They've already gone into it stressed. So everything improves when you have more oxygen getting to your mitochondria because your mitochondria aren't just there to move your muscles. They're there to do every single function in your body. 
Everything requires energy. Moving your intestines requires energy. Replacing the lining and repairing lining and doing all of these processes requires oxygen because they require energy. Okay, so hopefully I've established that carbohydrates are not essential. However, you still need to be eating enough food to be giving that response that you need. If you're training a lot, you need to be eating a lot of protein to still get a good anabolic response. Another con of carbohydrates is that they replace more nutrient-dense food and nutrients are vital to keeping good energy levels, to keeping good oxygen getting through to the mitochondria so that you can produce energy really efficiently. Carbohydrates can lower your aerobic capacity more than other macronutrients. However, that is why, just a little side note here, when people do want to get fat adapted and they're coming from a very low base, so your response to insulin, your insulin response currently is quite high and you're a little bit insulin resistant, maybe a lot insulin resistant. Protein can still instigate quite a response, which is why some people need to go a very high fat diet in that phase where they are very unhealthy and their aerobic capacity is very low because even for them at that phase where they're insulin resistant still, they will still get quite a response to protein. So if high fat diet can help you build up your aerobic capacity to the point where protein is no longer giving you that response of insulin and you are still remaining very aerobic even after a meal of lots and lots of protein. A pro for carbohydrates is that they can increase your perception of energy. Very important, happy hormones are a real thing. Just don't go searching for those happy hormones in the fridge every 15 minutes because it's no longer a boost to your abilities in performance. It is now lowering your aerobic outcome in the short term And therefore, your body will adapt to that if you're there every 15 minutes. That's a constant input of a lower aerobic environment. Your mitochondria will adapt to that. You will lose mitochondrial efficiency and potentially lose numbers of mitochondria as well. So energy production lowers. You will feel tired more of the time. And carbohydrates, finally, the last pro is that they may actually improve performance. For those that, obviously for those that are not fat adapted, that aren't keto adapted, it's an obvious one that they will. Otherwise, you will have that bonking sensation when blood sugar drops and your brain freaks out and says, oh my God, I am not safe. I'm not able to produce energy. Well, it still can produce energy. You're not running out of glycogen in your muscle stores. That's a very clear point needs to be made. You are not out of sugars at all in your muscles. They have plenty of glycogen. Your liver still has glycogen. It is just your current blood sugar will drop. And if you calm down, if you sit on the side of the road or whatever and calm your anxieties down, you will move past that point as your liver pushes out some blood sugars and you will be fine even if you eat nothing. It may just take longer than if you snacked on some sugar to get your blood sugars back up. You will feel fine instantly. So back to the point is that the, if you're fat adapted and if you're keto adapted, if you can use ketones very efficiently for energy, you will not even notice if your blood sugar drops. However, you may get a benefit still of assisting your liver 
to produce some blood sugars over an extended period of training or racing. There may be some benefit, but that's up to you to decide. I've done half Ironmans on nothing as experimentation. And if I did it all again, I would probably have a very small amount of carbohydrates, maybe around that 15 grams an hour to 30 grams an hour, something like that. The fact that I have performed quite well on no sugars means it's just for a half Ironman. You know, I know that my glycogen stores are not running out in that time. Um, And I'd even, as I've seen with other people do it, their glycogen stores when you're fat adapted aren't even running out in a marathon because you are using so much fat. You are so well adapted to using oxygen and fat as fuel and ketones as energy that, you know, you don't end up running out of your glycogen store. So it doesn't pose a huge impact. However, there may be a benefit. So it's up to you. And I do recommend people to use some carbohydrates during a race for those two reasons. The possible performance benefit of having more sugar in your blood and that going straight into your muscles. And the other one, main one being happy hormones. Eat something that you enjoy and helps you relax, but keep it to the lowest inflammatory taste that you can have. So, for example, like I said, the, the jelly gummies that are really just sugar and gelatin, you start chewing them, they start breaking down, the enzymes start breaking down the sugars in your mouth, therefore it's a better absorption. So you get the feeling of eating, your brain is happy, you're chewing, you get sugars into your bloodstream, so you're getting both benefits, the best of everything. And if you want to just put it in a drink bottle and sip 15 grams or whatever, however many grams you want per hour, then that's absolutely fine as well. Just make sure you have it with electrolytes whenever you're drinking. Always have electrolytes. As I said, coming back to energy production, what problem are we trying to solve? How can we solve it best for each individual? Everybody is different. Where you are currently at with your energy aerobic production is what matters. Health really bad? then you need to have the least amount of aerobic impact per day and really focus on getting above your baseline every single day because anything that is anaerobic, anything that gives a stress response, eating, coffee, poor sleep, poor breathing habits, they are all high-intensity interval training. They are all going to lower you below your base level that you started at and you will not recover from them because of that poor base level of oxygen. Up really high, you can throw in some anaerobic efforts. You can throw in some more carbohydrates. You can throw in other aspects into your life that are more stressful and you will recover from them well because you have a really big base level of oxygen getting through for energy production all of the time. So that's what you've got to adapt to. And that is how carbohydrates are going to fit into or not fit into your lifestyle. I hope this has been important. And like I said at the very beginning, if it has kind of made sense, if you kind of know you're, you're somewhere on this scale, you have got some lifestyle factors that you need to change. And you want to know more about your personal starting point, where you are, how do we measure where you are currently? There's a few different ways that we can measure where you currently are, how well you will recover from certain foods, certain influences, how important coffee is to you, how much can you handle? Um, Yeah, and a great anecdote of a friend just reducing their coffee and within three days, their aerobic pace running dropped 15 seconds per kilometer. So the stress response 
showed straight away in three days huge aerobic benefits by lowering stress, more oxygen into the cells. It's stories like that that just are driving me to get this message out there that the end result of how to get more oxygen into your cells is the one that we need to focus on. We don't need to focus on an argument between carbohydrates on carnivore and high fat and high intensity exercise versus aerobic exercise. We can have that conversation, but as long as in the greater context of how much can you handle and is it affecting you being more aerobic at the end of the day? Can you recover from those impacts that you're putting into your life? Or is it leading you to be slightly less aerobic than you started the day? And every day leads into a week, leads into months, and you can see the trend of what's happening. So if you're not in a good trend currently of reaching your goals, of improving energy, of reducing weight, then this is exactly how we need to, where, why we need to figure out what problem we're trying to solve for you. And I'd love to help solve it with you. So I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Thanks very much for listening again and catch you very shortly. Bye.